I recently read the book When by author Dan Pink. In a two-hour window every day, doctors are more likely to give patients a fatal dose of anesthesia before surgery. In the same two hours, Danish students score significantly lower on standardized exams, and CEOs of publicly traded companies are more likely to say something stupid in a quarterly earnings call and cause their stock price to plummet. Can you guess what time of day this is? It's 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Surveys of knowledge workers in the United Kingdom reveal that the most unproductive time of the day is precisely 2.55 p.m., right in between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Author Dan Pink calls this time the Bermuda Triangle of the day. In the two hours of the day between the time most people wake up, 7 a.m., and fall asleep, 11 p.m., intelligence, sound judgment, and productivity mysteriously vanish. To understand why your intelligence, your judgment, and your productivity are scientifically proven to decrease midday, you need to understand your biological clock that scientists call your circadian rhythm. You see, your body follows a daily rhythm controlled by an internal clock in your brain. Your internal clock triggers the release of hormones like cortisol and melatonin, which help you wake up in the morning and fall asleep at night. But your internal clock also triggers a rise and fall in attention and mental ability throughout the day. Upon waking up every day, your attention and mental ability goes through a peak, trough, and rebound over the course of the next 16 hours. The trough occurs approximately 7 to 8 hours after you wake up, which is usually between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. The best thing you can do at the beginning of the daily trough is to take a nap. Author Dan Pink says, in many ways, naps are Zambonis for our brains. They smooth out the nicks, the scuffs, and the scratches a typical day has left on our mental ice. The best nap you can take is between 10 and 20 minutes. That's right, 10 and 20 minutes is all you need. A five minute nap has no effect. But a 10-minute nap is scientifically proven to increase mental alertness for three hours. In the book, Dan Pink says, Italian police officers who took naps before their afternoon and evening shifts had 48% fewer traffic accidents than those who didn't nap. NASA pilots, air traffic controllers, and computer programmers routinely take naps to boost performance. Pink recommends a particularly powerful type of nap called the nappuccino. To take a nappuccino, Consume a cup of coffee or a caffeinated cup of tea, and then put your sleep mask on, your earplugs in, and lay down for 10 to 20 minutes. The caffeine won't enter your bloodstream for about 20 to 25 minutes, so you'll have enough time to restore your mental abilities and then wake up alert and ready to do your best work. Now, if your work environment doesn't allow you to take a nap during the afternoon trough, you should at least avoid doing any important work, and instead, only execute familiar and mundane tasks. When I'm unable to take a midday nap, I like to sort my notes, clean my house, update my website, and run some errands. But if you absolutely must do important work, make sure that you're following a step-by-step -step checklist to avoid making costly mistakes. Because remember, in the trough, you are prone to making costly mistakes. Ideally, your most important work should be reserved for the time before and after the trough, when your attention peaks and rebounds. The science reveals that the type of work you should do during the peak is different than the work you should do during the rebound. All important work falls into two categories, logical work and insight work. Logical work is typically completed using the left side of the brain, 
Words associated with logical tasks include clarify, organize, explain, structure. Examples of logical work include programming, writing a legal brief, taking a math test, or solving logical problems. Here's an example of a problem from the book that is best solved in a logical work mode. It's called the Linda problem. Linda is 31 years old, single, outspoken, and very bright. In college, Linda majored in philosophy. As a student, she was deeply concerned with issues of discrimination and social justice and participated in anti-nuclear demonstrations. Before I tell you more about Linda, let me ask you a question about her. Which is more likely? A, Linda is a bank teller, or B, Linda's a bank teller and is active in the feminist movement. Researchers have found that people are more likely to answer this question correctly in the morning than they are in the evening. They get the answer right at 9 a.m., but get it wrong at 8 p.m. Oh, and what's the answer? Well, it's A. Bank tellers who are active in the feminist movement are a subset of bank tellers. A subset can never be more than a full set. Remembering that rule is what makes the Linda problem a logical problem. Now, if logical work and logical problems should be completed before the afternoon trough, then insight work should be completed after the afternoon trough, when your attention rebounds. Insight work relies heavily on the right side of the brain. Examples of insight work include creative writing, designing, brainstorming, and solving insight problems. Here's a problem that's best solved in an insight work mode. A merchant at an antique coin shop receives a coin with an emperor's head on one side, and the date, 544 BC, engraved on the back. He immediately calls the cops. Why? To understand why the merchant thought the coin was fake, you have to look past the fact that 544 BC makes sense to you and realize that it wouldn't make sense to someone making coins in 544 BC. The designation BC means before Christ, and since Christ hadn't been born in 544 BC, no one would know to put BC on the back of a coin. Insight problems like the coin problem require pausing and using one's imagination to find the answer. Researchers find that people who are given insight problems in the late afternoon or evening during the rebound period of the day are far more likely to discover solutions. So how can you use all this information and maximize your natural biological rhythms? Well, if you're a writer or a content creator, do your research in the morning and your creative writing at night. If you're an office manager, Schedule important meetings in the first half of the day, but brainstorm ideas for those meetings in the late afternoon. And if you're an educator or a student, schedule your math and science classes before noon and your art classes in the late afternoon. By now, some of you might be thinking, wait, that's not me at all. I'm much more creative in the morning and energized at night. I'm the exact opposite. If that's the case, then you're part of the roughly 25% of people who have a late chronotype. Late chronotypes perform best on creative insight work in the first half of the day and logical work in the latter half of the day. You'll know you're a late chronotype if on free days, when you don't have work obligations and you haven't been out partying all night, you are slow to get up and have a moderate amount of energy mid-morning but experience a surge in energy in the evenings. So how can you bring this all together? Well, start by finding your trough that two-hour block of time, roughly seven hours after you wake up, when your energy, your mood, and your attention plummets. When you encounter the trough, stop what you're doing and take a nap. If you can't nap, avoid doing important work or rely on checklists to do your work. Always try to do your most important work before or after the trough. 
do important logical work like research, editing, and planning in the first half of the day during the peak, and do important insight work like brainstorming and designing in the latter half of the day during the rebound. But if you're the roughly 25% of people who have a late chronotype, do the opposite. Do creative work in the morning and logical and structured work in the late afternoon and evening. The goal is to match your chronotype with the time of day and the task at hand. Because when you do work can be just as important as what you do and how you do it. That was the core message that I gathered from When by Dan Pink. This book contains several fascinating insights on the importance of timing. I highly recommend it. If you like a one-page PDF summary of insights that I gathered from this book, just click the link below and I'd be happy to email it to you. If you already subscribed to the free Productivity Game email newsletter, this PDF is sitting in your inbox. If you like this video, please share it. And as always, thanks for watching and have yourself a productive week.